Oh, Amma! Language warning! Very adult content ahead. What troubles you, my child? Hello, sinners. Welcome to Confession Booth, where just by listening, you get to absolve your deepest, darkest, most disgusting, embarrassing, and surprisingly heartfelt secrets. I'm A.H. Cayley, and I'm banned now from my local parish. As a member of Gen Y, I can confirm we've all got some pretty shameful secrets lurking among the discarded online profiles of our teenage years, and the odds are pretty good that we will absolutely never share them. Well, in this episode, writer, playwright, actor, and star of ABC TV's black comedy, Nakia Louie, proves that she's one in a million. This isn't really going to be a funny confession, it's one of deceit and um, trauma. Uh, Yeah, and I'm pretty nervous about telling you guys tonight because it's the first time I've ever told anyone these things. So uh, when I thought about when I wanted to confess, I went through pretty much everything. Um, The time I bit my ex-boyfriend's penis. Uh, The time I took drugs into laneway into my vag and they got stuck. Uh, The time I took drugs anywhere. Uh, The celebrity chef I hooked up with Dublin, but I used the term hooked up with really loosely because I don't know if having your butt licked for an hour and a half counts as a hookup. (laughs) But if it does, then yes, that time... Um, the other stuff was times I'd shit myself in front of people. But telling people about the times you accidentally shit yourself in front of people isn't really a confession I worked out because there had been people there to witness the first accidental shit. So, I don't know. Does that make sense? It's like a cycle of shitness. Anyway, um, I was even going to steal my boyfriend's confession, which I think is great, about getting a blowy by someone who may have been a prostitute in Bulgaria uh, after being peer pressured by the cast of The Expendables. Um, but anyone would believe that's my sin because you would be like, yo, bitch, you don't have a penis. And then I'd reply, that's not what your mum said. And then you would cry and I would win, so I probably should have used that. Um, yeah, but they aren't really confessions because I've told most of these stories before. Um, I thought about them often, I'm pretty honest. Um, my life expectancy is like 40, so I pretty much say what's on my mind all the time. Uh, so I got thinking, just what is a confession? Uh, Well, according to my Google search, a confession is either the Australian melodic hardcore band from Victoria, or yeah, Um, or it's an acknowledgement of one's sin, sinfulness, and wrongdoing. So, what are my sins? Uh, Well, what have I thought I've done wrong, like really wrong? And it didn't it didn't take very long for the incidents to come to me pretty quickly. And so I was just sitting just below my consciousness, waiting eagerly for my denial to falter. And this didn't surprise me because I'm Aboriginal and went to a Catholic school. So my ability to self-punish is pretty incredible. <laughs> uh, what did surprise me, though, is my two, the two sins I've never told anyone about before tonight were pretty much the same thing that happened twice. Uh, so I've never told these stories before. And here we go. I even gave them a title. Uh, of my karmic catfish circle called What Goes Around Comes Around. Oh, God, this is really embarrassing. Um, So when I was 17, I was a catfish. Uh, (laughs) I never revealed this fact to anyone in the entire world. Um, I met this guy, horny guy, 69, in the 96.1 chat room. Uh, It started as a joke with my friend Joe and I, which is a lie too. Um, I suppose I'm going to do this. I'll go out. I was 17. I was a virgin. um, And I'd never been kissed. So I was a really sad person, like you see on the MTV Catfish show, um, where that show's taught us one thing that looks at everything, right? But anyway, uh, so one day, when I'd just gone back from Canada, I went to high school in Canada boarding school um, for my three-month summer vacation, probably having a wank to some Brazos clip on repeat. I had really slow internet and I didn't quite understand how porn worked. Um, I went to the 96.1 The Edge chat room. 
And I got a message, hey, spelt H-A-Y, uh, from a guy called Horny Guy 69 which, I, like, thinking in retrospect, you probably had to get in there pretty early to get that name. Um, uh, I got a second message that said ASL, and I replied with O. Hi, 19, so I added, I think it was like three, like two years to my age, female city, which really, who the fuck says city as the name of their location? As anyone who's met anyone off the internet or online, you would have to be pretty sus. And as a woman, if you hook up with anyone who says that they're, they're from the city, it means they're even, they're like, they're a student sharing a room with like 20 people. A Westie, so be prepared to have sex in their Commodore, right? Or, um... Or someone who's attached and you're like something on the side and they're probably not going to use a condom. But anyway, that's statistics from the um, from ABS. So you can just look that up. Anyway, back to my story. Um, I, end up with, I end up messaging back with you, capital U. Um, Horny guy 69 replies back with 20 male Rose Bay. And then pics, question mark. I say, okay, and then we add each other on MSN because, you know, that's how chatting in 2006 worked. This is where I make a decision that I'm far, like I'm too far away from it to understand and probably it's best I don't. <laughs> so sad. Um, I go on some site like Model Mayhem. I get these pictures of this chick with ginger hair. I don't know <laughs> why I did that. And I send those in- instead. Horny guy in 69 replies back, you're hot, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. And he sent me a picture of himself. And this is also what I don't understand. He wasn't the best looking guy. He looked a bit like Adam Levine if you were to look at Adam Levine and go, something isn't right there. (laughs) Which most people do, but anyway. Um, He told me his name was Matt and I told him my name was Layla. Really hope he isn't here tonight, which is pretty ironic now that I look back on it. Um, uh, from there, we bond over our mutual love of the song. I can't, can't remember the name, but it's like, I will never find another lover sweeter than you by KC and Jojo and how we both like the movie Anchorman. Uh, this led to us having MSN sex and then phone sex um, and plenty of arranged meetups that I always piked on. Me and Matt developed our own little world and our own special language. Uh, we had a genuine bond that was really founded on a massive lie that falsified everything. That was really poetic, wasn't it? Anyway, the closer we got, the further we went away from any trance of the truth coming back to the situation. It was a classic catfish dilemma and I couldn't see any way out. So at the end of my summer, I got on a plane and I went back to boarding school. I don't say anything to Horny Guy 69 and I ignore his emails that consisted of him asking what he had done wrong and eventually they just stopped. Um, I had gotten a little bit wiser over the summer and thanks to hours of MSN sex with Horny Guy 69, I now knew a little bit more about sex and within the month I wasn't a virgin anymore and I vowed never to catfish again. Now I should never have told Matt who I was. What I should have done was simply disappeared. I should have deleted my stargirl underscore fame at Hotmail email account, (laughs) but I didn't. Um, And this is super crazy, but in a weird way, I kind of felt like I lost my virginity to this guy I never met. Um, I still thought of him. So just before Christmas, after a night of getting drunk on raspberry vodka and coke, I sent him an email. I explained who I was and that I never meant for it to go any further. I touched a picture so he'd know what the real me looked like, and then I deleted my email account and left it as that. I was embarrassed, a little bit more alone, but ultimately just completely scot-free, right? So I just lied to this person and I was like, oh, I told the truth, get away with it. Fast forward to 2012. So after breaking up with my boyfriend of four years, I I decided to join OkCupid, so this was pre-Tinder. 
uh, I get messages, and I get a message from this guy. Um, and I still remember it word for word. It said, hi, I think I met you in Melbourne. You were with that redhead guy, and I realised my confession tonight should have been that I dated Oranga. But anyway, uh, I love them. Maybe that's why I picked Oranga girl. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he, he says, we talked about theatre, and I thought you were really cute. I replied back, sussing him out. Apparently, we had met at a party hosted by a guy called Pat, who was like an actual person, uh, in North Fitzroy. And apparently, we uh, talked a lot about gem hypnotism and the band Love, so it sounded like me. Um, but something just didn't seem quite right about this guy. So I asked him to send me a pic uh, just to jog my memory, and he sent me back this tiny picture that looked like it was taken on a Motorola, Motorola Razor back in 2006. It was like so small. Uh, and this kind of just further aroused my suspicion. I mean, who in 2012 has, doesn't have a picture of themselves? So I asked more questions to which he didn't answer, so I just gave up. Then one day, a few months later, maybe about three months, I get a random Skype request, and it's the same guy. Anonymous OK Cupid dude. I decide I'm going to find out who it is once and for all. So after numerous questioning and a promise to never share who his real identity is, it turns out it's the husband of a friend or like acquaintance ish person that I know. Aww. Yeah, I know, right? But I get, I, oh, I'm such a shit person. Anyway, um, and then for some reason, oh, look, I can see all these eyes judging me. Uh, and then for some reason, I still, like, I think it's probably because I'm a fucking psycho and I was really horny at the time. I meet up with him, right? And at first it's like, I'm just going to meet you for a drink, uh, which then leads to a hotel room, which then leads to sex. And we never speak of it again, except for occasionally he pokes me on Facebook, right? <laughs> or favourites a tweet. Yeah. So I'm feeling really bad. Like, I'm really, like, like I have no moral compass and this is... Dude, so anyway, here's the issue. His girlfriend finds out about it and sends me a message on Facebook because we're all still fucking Facebook friends <laughs> saying that she knew that I catfished him and that he fell for it and hooked up with me and I tell her that is not how it went down in, like, all caps. We don't speak anymore, but we all stay friends on Facebook. <laughs> now, at this point, you're probably like, wow, you're a really shit person, Nakia, which I would totally agree with you, but I'm also in a, I'm going to put forward a case that I'm not. Because in the end, it all works out. So now let's go to 2004. Everything that has gone wrong in my life, I feel in some way I deserve it because of these wrongdoings. That I had some not nice things happen to me and therefore... So I'd done some not nice things and therefore not nice things had happened to me. So I'm in Melbourne and I, of course, do a Facebook update about being in Melbourne. It read, have landed in Melbourne, smiley face emoji, painting nails emoji, text me if you want hang times, twins dancing with top hats emoji. <laughs> a pretty friendly status. Then I get a message and it's my ex-friend, this guy's girlfriend, and she says, hi. And I say, hi. And she says, how are you? And I say, good. And she asks, Want to come to a party at Carlton Club? And I say, I'm really sorry I fucked your boyfriend. <laughs> then she says, after like those dot, dot, dots for ages, it's his fault. He's done that pretending to be someone else a few times now. And it doesn't matter, and I quote, because they are in an open relationship and they have fucked lots of people. So whilst the trust thing hurt, the sex doesn't phase her. At this point, it's pretty clear we're all fucked up, and that's okay. I tell her I have dinner plans, but maybe I'll come out later. 
whilst at dinner, she keeps messaging me to come to the club. I feel like an idiot writing about, like, the club, anyway. To come to the club. I'm black, I can say that. Anyway, <laughs> I show my friends these messages and they're all convinced that she's going to try and bash me and probably film it and put it on YouTube. So I head home and that's when things become pretty clear because they start sending me pictures and videos of them making out. They ask to come over. It's really awkward. I'm barely attracted to one of them and the visual of both of them exchanging spit just isn't appealing. But on the other hand, I feel like I owe these guys. I realise this is my chance to make it up. I know what needs to be done. I sexologize. That's sex and apologise. I thought that was really clever when I wrote it. Anyway. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so that's what happened. They came over and we had sex and I've never worked so hard to make one person come. This wasn't for him, this was for her. And that was pretty clear because towards the end of intercourse, before he was finished, but after she was, she pulled out her phone and started watching funny YouTube videos that she'd then lean over and show us mid-sex. Yeah. After the coitus, I spent the next 15 minutes trying to figure out how to politely get a couple to leave. Turns out there is no polite way to get a couple to leave. So they spend the night and as they slept, snoring and just monogamously ugly, I looked at them and I didn't feel happy and nowhere close to sexually sated, but I did feel relieved. Yes, I had done the wrong thing, but I'd made it right. I lay there wishing that all my wrongdoings could be as easily fixed. And my wish came true. So I get back to Sydney, and within the same month, I'm at Earl's one night. This guy approaches my friends. Yeah, he looks familiar. And we kind of stare at each other. Not in the, you're a bit all right way, like, have a chico roll with me. Okay, I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> I guess all my fantasies about courting are still based on puberty blues or pretty woman. Anyway, um, but we look at each other in that kind of, why the fuck do you look familiar way? Uh, and then I realise, like, after, like, a good ten minutes that it's Matt with less spiked hair and blonde tips and wearing a suit. It was a horny guy, 69. So... I just, I, just, like, I just wanted the floor to eat me. I, just wanted, I, like, I wanted to be a baby and crawl back up into my mum's room and just like start life again because this was awful. I felt sweaty and I was wearing a flannel. Anyway, it was just really gross. Um, but I don't. I just decide to exclusively speak to the person sitting away, like, away from me so I didn't have to look at him and just hope he didn't realise it was me. And the old, if I don't see you, you don't see me trick. This works. It's like never works. From like uni lectures, the crazy people on the bus, to running into the guy you catfished when you were 17 in a bar. It does not work. Please believe me on this. If I can impart one piece of knowledge today, it's, it's just that doesn't work. So I head to the bathroom and on my way out, horny guy 69, he appears out of nowhere and he just says, he says, Kia, because I told him my name was Kia. I didn't say Nakia because it's just a bit too... Like, it's just me and this Native American Canadian dude on Twitter. I mean, on the internet. So, anyway. And this black girl. Anyway, um, from America. Uh, so, he just says, I told him my name was Kia in that email. So, he says, Kia. And I stand there. And I don't look at him, but I also don't respond. <laughs> I just stand there. <laughs> and he says it again, this time loud. He goes, Kia. But I do the exact same thing. I'm literally not moving. Like, I'm not looking at him. I'm not, like, responding. And I, then he starts to doubt it and he says, Kia. Um, and then I kindly work up the courage to respond and I just say, oh, hi. <laughs> Pretty much the first words I ever spoke to him. And he goes, it's me, Matt. And I reply, oh, yeah, I remember from the internet. 
figured drinks and uh, we proceed to talk a lot, right? And I'm just prepared for this guy to kind of just get really angry at me, but we didn't say a single word about what happened. Um, I tell him I should go home. Uh, he says he'll come, like walk me to a cab. So we stand on King Street and a rat runs up his leg. <laughs> he doesn't notice. I say, Matt, there's a rat on your leg. <laughs> he shakes it off and then he kisses me. So I guess this is meant to be the part where we fall in love and start dating or at least like make love like we had intended, like because he had always said he'd do, like he'd go down on me doing the names of the alphabet, which after then hooking up with the couple, I realised that doesn't work either. So that is my second piece of advice. But um, <laughs> it's just kind of not how it happened. Uh, we both got drunk. Uh, we ended up hooking up in the back street around the corner from Mary's. We make out and I give him a wristy. And that's it. We don't even exchange numbers. So all in all, I think this is a pretty happy ending. I was the catfish, but I got catfish. I lied to someone about who I was, but totally ended up giving that person a handy in a backstreet in Newtown as my real self. I slept with someone's partner, but I also made that person come. Twice, maybe. I don't know, they could have faked it. Um, so I think officially I paid my penance, if that's what confession is all about, right? That my wrongs have been written. So I confess to you all tonight, and I feel like that karmic retribution has now wiped my slate clean. I have no secrets, um, and I am officially sinless. Thank you. Nikia Louie there, wiping her slate squeaky clean at Good God Small Club. That's all the dirty, dark secrets we've got for now. But up next time, stand-up comedian Jared Jekyll bravely goes where absolutely no man has gone before. Did I just initiate a bestial gangbang? The fuck is going on? And remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud and your favourite podcasting app. And if you could, chuck us a rating on iTunes. I would love you forever. I'm A.H. Kaylee. See you next time.